Madeline. And this is Cammie. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 84. Hey, Cammie, who is your perfect customer? Well, Madeline, I was struggling with this, so I made a process to figure it out. Of course you did. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. Last week, we introduced you to our new series where we we will be walking you through all of the steps you need to take to start or improve your online community. We are big believers that you are only a thousand true fans away from success with your social media efforts. No matter who you are, if you don't know what you want to create yet and you're trying to figure it out, if you already have created an online presence or community but need to dial it in a little or if you have a thriving community and are always looking for ways to make it better, this series of episodes is for you. It sure is, Cammie. This week, we're going to take a deep dive in how you can choose your perfect community member. Defining who you want to help is critically important in getting the results that you need. There are several ways to pinpoint your perfect audience for your product, your service, or your message. If you have more than one type, you're going to have to do the work for all the types and then create content that appeals directly to each one. So keep it simple. That's how you'll get the best results. So I'm going to dive right in with the first of the five steps you need to take to really flesh out your ideal customer profile, persona, or avatar. We will have a downloadable worksheet in the show notes over at communitiesthatconvert.com and that'll help you get it all in one place. So be sure to check out the show notes, communitiesthatconvert.com. Now you can choose one type of customer, right? Choosing one. And there are some different ways you can do this. So let's look at choosing one person. I like to call that your avatar. Everyone tells you to narrow your audience, you know, niche it down. Some will say niche it down to one person, right? Cami, like I, I hear people mm-hmm, say yeah. that, like, like just think of that one person, even make it you, like, you know, you can make it you. I like to think of that avatar, that person I'm trying to help. And I love this example I want to share. John Lee Dumas, you know, y'all know him from the super popular podcast, Entrepreneur on Fire. He has really perfected the avatar and he has a name for it. He calls him Jimmy. And it's so funny when he talks about Jimmy and you feel like you know Jimmy and Jimmy is just a member of his community. So you want to define your avatar, your one perfect customer, you know, and he, and he has put together a really great article about this. If you go, we'll have the link in the show notes. He even has an explainer video with Jimmy talking. It is so cool, Cammie. I love it. So choosing that one person, I think is so smart. You could also describe yourself a few years ago, right? I mean, we're always learning. We're all 
you know, building our knowledge. So like, think of yourself from a few years ago. If you can tell people the steps you took to get to where you are now, this is a great way to build an audience. Yeah. And and kind of just kind of expounding on that. I think the reason why this works really well is because the people that are attracted to you are often the people that are a couple of years behind where you are now or want to to get to where you're at, especially if you're a personal brand. Now, if you're a nonprofit or something, this may not exactly work, but you can think about the person who didn't know anything about the cause and how what steps they would need to go through to get knowledge about the cause. I just wanted to throw that in because it does work also for other kinds of products and things as well. I love that. It is so true because when I look at my community, is so highly made up of marketers who are trying to get to where I'm at, who are just a few years behind me. So I think it is a really smart way to just describe yourself from a few years ago. Like, where were you a few years back in your journey? I love that one. Also describe one group of people for which your product, your service, or your message would be most helpful. So, you know, the people that you're trying to connect with, you know, what can you do to help them? How can you describe that group? So, you know, these are some really interesting ways of looking at it. I love that we're talking about this, Kim, because I think this is a subject that really needs to be talked about. Yeah, me too. And I think a lot of people say, you know, just go find your best customer. And it's and then I think the first thing that most people think after that is, well, how do I find that person? Right. And so, I mean, that's the thing that I really want to dig into today. And I've got a couple of other efforts and I'm going to just for the other five steps, I'm going to introduce them. And then you and I are going to have a conversation around them. And we have some ideas. And we just want to let you know that the second step is really demographics. And you may have heard of demographics. And that's really the age, the race, the income, the education and profession of the person. Those are the things that make up who that person is, their identity, I guess you could say. We'll get into some other things that are more behavioral, which are called psychographics next, which I will talk to you about in a minute. But I want to start with demographics. And it's what you hear about a lot. It's very easy to find. If you have a Facebook page in the back end in the insights section, you can find the demographics of the people that are following you right now. So you can kind of get an idea who already is following you. That might give you an insight into who you might wanting to be to reach. It's the same thing with Twitter. Um, there's some great insights on Twitter, aren't there? Um, I, I was just going to mention that. Yeah. You know, We have great analytics at our fingertips at Twitter, but you have to go through a browser. So what I urge everyone Mm -hmm. to do is go to twitter.com on the right side in the pull down, click on your analytics, go into that. And here's what's super cool. So when you go in there, there's actually in the heading at the top with the navigation that says audiences. You click on that and it gives you so much amazing information. You'll get the demographics, you'll get lifestyle information, you'll get consumer behavior information, interests, income categories, net worth. It's amazing what's in there, Cami. So it could be super helpful. Yeah. And I think that that's really important that you go there. And what I love about Twitter is that you don't have to have a business account to get that. I mean, you do have to sign up for the advertising to get some of that, but you don't have to have a business account like you do on Instagram or Facebook because it really only shows you that for on Facebook for your business page or your fan page versus your profile. Like your regular profile doesn't have any demographics. So if you don't have like a business page on Instagram, you're not going to be able to see what we're talking about here, but or on on Facebook too. But you can on Twitter, which is awesome. I love that about Twitter. Right. Yeah. And it's just so much information there. You know, so many times people go into the analytics, if they even go to it, some people tell me they don't even know where it's at. So it's great Mm -hmm. that you can get to it on your uh, account, twitter.com. But that going to the audience section and gathering this information is super beneficial. So I, I definitely recommend everyone spend a little time checking that out. 
Yeah. And it may not be the audience you ultimately want to attract right now, but at least you can see who is drawn to your current message. And as you grow, keep an eye on that section because that will shift over time and you'll get to uh, some ideas of who's, who's that appealing to. So the, and, the and third I wanna, thing... I don't want to stop you for a second because here's what's mm-hmm. interesting. When I go look in mine, this yeah. has totally changed because this wasn't there before. But right now for the interest, number one at the top at 99% for mine, it says dogs. I'm like, oh, oh that totally makes sense though, because Max. Yeah, I like to post pictures and video of my dog Max. But it's interesting how that jumped up to the top, but it still has tech news and technology and things that I'm very big on and that I know are the interests of my community. But it also says music festivals and concerts. Well, that was my old business life. It's not these days, but interesting that it just shows you that a lot of people that are following me you know, those are their interests. And I should take notice of that because you just never know until you look at this to get a really good grasp for your community. Right. And I think that it's really important to look at this stuff because we just tend to forget that we have so much information already right at our fingertips and we get stuck about these things without looking at what we already have at our disposal. So psychographics is the next part of this. It's just about the person or the group you choose their behavior. So describe how they look, what car they drive, where they live, what their hobbies may be, and any other details that bring them to life. And again, some of these things are in both Twitter and Facebook's insights area or analytics area. So you can look there. But also, I have to be honest, if you're willing to spend just a little bit of money on Facebook ads, you can actually go in and do some targeting and look and see what kinds of people might be available to you. So you can just search inside of the targeting inside of ads. So ads manager is a really good friend of yours. I mean, you can spend $10, go in and create an audience. Um, Hey, you can even go in there and create an audience and then abandon the ad before you run it just to see who's out there. That's um, a great tactic though, Cammie, because that's like one of those little known strategies that people don't really talk about much, but there's a lot you can do when it comes to advertising on social media without spending a penny. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm like the queen of that. So I've been able to do that and I've spent a lot of money on on Facebook advertising as well, so I know how powerful it really can be. I also found a tool just in the last couple of of weeks called Contextio and I I will actually put it in the show notes, but it is um a pretty cool app. And I'm not sure if I have it exactly right as far as the name. So I'll put it in the show notes. But there's a really great tool that allows you to create audiences for Facebook and then import them into your ads manager. And it does a lot more searching and stuff. So it can create them for you. I think right now he's running a special for it, like a one-time fee. It's a bit bit less than $200. So if you're willing to spend a little money on that, and you're the kind of person who's going to run a lot of Facebook ads, I highly recommend it or Instagram ads for that matter. I highly recommend that you do that. And by the way, this year is the year for Instagram stories ads. Big, big year for this. So, you know, it's something that you should think about because also it's going to help you whenever you start to go into the content portion of this, which we're going to get to in later episodes because we're going through a process here where you can put this content out and take all these demographics and psychographics and stuff that you think you have and target people that you think might be ideal for your audience and see if they respond to your message. That's awesome. Yeah. So the fourth thing is problems and goals. And what I mean by that is what are the problems that this persona or avatar, as you like to call them, faces as it relates to your product service or even those that might cause you know attention. So you need to understand what their problems are. It is so important to understand what the problems of your audience are 
so that you can speak directly to them about that. And it means what their actual problem is, not the one you think that is needed to be solved. So, you know, you may think that, you know, your audience has a certain thing that needs to be solved. Like Madeline and I know that the best way for you to build a business is probably to build a community around it. But I know that my audience is very interested in, well, what's the tactics I need to use on Twitter to get attention? What's the tactics I need to use on Facebook to make sure that my posts are being seen? And there's, that's what they think they need to understand and know. But we know that they need to understand and know how to build a community and how to use that community to grow their product. So understanding what their actual problem is versus what they think their problem is, you can get them through your program. So for example, we could launch a really great course on how to overcome the Facebook algorithm or the Instagram algorithm. And I'm pretty sure we'd have pretty good attendance in that. So how can you use that fact that you know about your audience to bring them into your sphere and then teach them on the other side of that, the best way to overcome the algorithm for Instagram is to have engagement on your posts. The best way to get an engagement on your posts is to have an established community that is used to engaging with you. And if they engage with you on a regular basis, you are out of Instagram jail. That's an example of what I'm talking about here. Absolutely. I'm a big fan. I know you are too. I'm doing polls and surveys. Like, What better way to know what your community wants and how to fix their problems and know what their goals are than to ask them, like just plain out ask them. You know, so many times you'll hear of fellow entrepreneurs that and marketers are like, you know, building courses, writing books, doing all these things and just putting out what they think their audience wants without really finding out and uncovering, well, what are the problems they're facing? And then they spend months and months and months and then they release it and nobody's really interested. So, you know, that's like a real problem. Like it's really best to, to know exactly what it is they're looking to get help with. You know, what are the problems they're facing right now? It's something that's now, not something that was six months ago, because, you know, six months ago, when it comes to social media, we were all looking at different things that was a problem. You know, people were still talking about Snapchat and how to best Mm -hmm. use it. We don't really talk about that much today. So like, what are the issues facing people right now? So you could go on your social media and go do a Twitter poll. You can go do a Facebook poll. If you have your own private Facebook community, that's gold, right? That's a gold mine right there, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have this private Facebook group I started. And whenever I'm thinking about starting a new course or program or doing something, I ask them, I ask them like, you know, what are y'all looking for? Would you like a Twitter course from me that's about this? Would you like me to do one on Instagram? I'm always pleasantly surprised at the results I get, Cammy, because it's usually not what I think it's going to be. Right, right. I mean, it's it's really interesting that that's how it is. And we actually have a really great episode about how to do this, asking feedback from customers with polls and surveys in episode 44. We'll put the uh, link to the show no- in the show notes. And also, another really important thing is that in a couple of episodes, we're also going to talk about the power questions you can ask your community to get the answers you need. So stay tuned. This this series, we're going to go deep, guys, on each one of these topics. So um, we're going to come back to that in a couple of weeks and really dive deep on what to ask your community. I love that. It's one of my favorite things because it's, it's, it's so powerful. Like you really get the power of it when you start asking more regularly. And people love to talk. Like if you ask them a question, they'll respond. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, the final one, number five, is something that I call envisioning or thinking about what product or service attributes would be most helpful in solving this person's problems. So how else would this person look to solve his or her problem? So think about the problem they have, put yourself in the shoes of your ideal customer 
and think, well, where would I go first if I had this problem? And then do all the things that they would do. Make Do the searches on Google. Write down the things that you think will happen. Start typing something in Google. And by the way, Google has this really thing called autofill or I think that's what it's called. Anyway, where you start typing and it gives you suggested, auto-suggest. That's what it's I called. I love that. Auto-suggest. Yes. And as you start typing in Google, the auto-suggest will give you ideas of you know what, what it is you might be typing. And the reason they give you that is because hundreds of thousands of people have made that search. So you can kind of start to see what the search might be. And we learned a really great tool from Sunny Leonard Doozy when she was on the show a while back. And we can give you guys the link to that show as well. I don't have it off the top of my head what the number was, but we'll link to it. And she gave us a really cool free tool called Keywords Anywhere that really is awesome for this. And I actually use it to make all of the headlines for our shows, for our podcasts. And I type it into into uh, Google and Keywords Anywhere gives you a bunch of, of suggestions. Um, Autosuggest is also in YouTube. So even if you're not doing a YouTube video, a lot of people go there for how-to kind of videos. So if you're interested in typing in your topics there, it'll also show you the kinds of things that people are searching for and the other kind of content that has been created already. So start to think about yourself, envision yourself in your customer's shoes and start to think like they think and do the things that you think they might do and just get an idea of what's out there. I love that so much. I love going into Google and and doing that, you know, auto suggest and just I'll do something like how to and see what pops up. And Mm -hmm. it's just a fun exercise to show you like, what are people searching for? What are the masses searching for? So there'd be a fun little exercise for everybody to do is take a moment, go to Google. It's easiest to just go to google.com and then type in how to and see what comes up. Now, when I type in how to, it says how to train your dragon. That's the first, that's at the top of the list when I type it in, how to screenshot on Mac, how to tie a tie, how to make slime, how to draw, how to boil eggs, how to lose weight, and how to pronounce. Interesting, right? I mean, it's super interesting. Yeah. But then I could go a step further and say, how to use Twitter and see what comes next. And it says, how to use Twitter for business. Interesting, right? Very interesting. Yeah. How to use Twitter emojis, how to use Twitter hashtags, how to use Twitter lists. This can give me ideas of like, okay, this is what people are searching for. How can I help them? You know, what are they looking for? What is the customer looking for? I I love this exercise so much. So I think everybody can have a little bit of fun with this, typing in some different words to see what pops up. And by the way, I just actually said that I misspoke that it was keywords everywhere is the name of the of the tool. And I have the link in our show notes, but it's keywordseverywhere.com. Nice. We'll have yeah. to check that. I'll have to check that out. That sounds yeah, really interesting. It's awesome. We I use it all the time while we're putting together this podcast, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's my way of getting the the headlines right so that they are what people are actually searching for. So don't worry about all this. I know that we've just put a lot on your plate, but we do have a download for this so that you can fill out a nice little worksheet that we put together. So don't, you know, be too worried about all of this. But um, once you go through the exercise, you'll need to perfect your offer and then start to communicate with your perfect client. So once you understand who they are, you're going to have to have an offer for them that really will appeal to them and what they want. So you're going to want to see if that your message resonates with them. And if it doesn't, you may need to adjust it. And what I want to say is that even if you don't pick the perfect, exact, right customer profile or avatar the first time out, once you start to talk to your audience, it's going to adjust. So don't feel like this is written in like stone that came down from the mountain of God, you know, in the Ten Commandments or something. It's not like that. This is absolutely adjustable. So don't worry about all that. 
Yeah, this was some really great information today. I think this is just a great topic talking about who is your perfect customer. So we look forward to seeing you guys in the Facebook group. So if you are not part of our Facebook group, we have this private community we started. Be sure to go to facebook.com slash groups slash communities that convert. And Kimmy, when people do that, I believe there's a little question it will ask and say, what is the secret word? Like, like, you know, what's that password that gets you into the magic kingdom? Well, there is a password and not shockingly, it is action. Yeah, because we love action takers. So be sure to type in action when you go to our Facebook group. If you're not already part of the group, be sure to put action so we know that you heard about this from this podcast. Absolutely. And okay, so next week, we're going to be talking about where to find your tribe. I know that we are going to be talking today about how who they are, but now you're going to ask me, but where do I find them? I've heard that question so many times. So we're going to answer that question next week on the podcast. And then we're going to talk about what to offer them when you find them. And then the power questions to you, you can use to find their pain points. We talked about that earlier in the episode and what platform you should use for your community, how to build your community connections, and then how to scale your business with a community and measure the results. We are all in on this topic over the next two months, aren't we? We sure are. It's a lot of fun uncovering all this great information. So so join us for this ride and be sure to tell someone, tell, tell a friend or a colleague about this podcast. You'll be doing them a big favor because we're sure that it will help others. So uh, we would love for you to do that. And we'll be back again next week. We're going to continue this mission. Yes, we are. And we'll see you then. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cammie. Her Twitter handle is at CammieChat. And that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from the Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's suite spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.